0: Yeah. We put in work and here's the proof What you want I'm making moves, punching it I'm on it too I'm in the gym I'm in the stew It's hunting season Where's
1: the food? We push each other daily Level up Cause that's what brothers do Clock in At what point did you
0: know you just had it And you had to keep going? When I woke up, what up? this morning, what do you think? Five family, man. Five crew.
1: In, so that we can do what God is calling us to do. We- yeah, that was good. immaculate. Uh, that was immaculate. Come on, man, 100, 100, man. 100. On. Yeah, yeah. That might be the best intro we ever had. clock yeah, in, it's, and it's only right. It's only right. Clock in. Man, shout out, shout out to E Man for that beat, man. <sighs> we on our
0: Russell, Russ riding our
1: hustling yes that's that's Man, right. hundred of them things, man. Wow, wow. I mean, like I said, uh, this isn't the end of anything. It's actually the beginning. But it, it's it's crazy to look back um, and on where we started, man. In our in our mom's and dad's house was our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> you crazy. Had mom, man. You get a My dad mowing the lawn. You get a lawnmower. We had a fan. We had a fan. Yeah, it was. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> you should go
0: back and listen to that joint. Like you would. You would literally cringe, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> I think it's one of our most popular episodes. It is
0: so. till this day, which is wild. Yeah, man,
1: it's <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of surreal, man, because you know we we weren't this wasn't a goal of ours. Like, hey, we got to get to a hundred. We we just you know every week just come in and do what we love to do, man. So um, before I get ahead of myself, co-host here, Marshall Hamilton. Co-host
0: Austin Hamilton here. Got to shout out our sponsor. I'll let that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Iko Underwood. you check out this man right here. In this is um, Koozie. is a real estate agent who's registered in Virginia. Um, lives out here in the Northern Virginia area, but has um, helped people get properties all over the state. She actually has some properties down in the, uh, the 757 uh, Hampton Roads area. Um, so she, she checks all the boxes. She... Owns a residential home, has some investment properties. She's helped people buy and sell homes, Um, and you know I like that she's she's gone through the process herself. A lot of real estate agents don't own a home, right? Or or they've never owned a home, so um, she can speak from experience. She's a former Marine vet, so you know she'll be in the trenches with you. Uh, Has an awesome story, episode 56. Check that out, and uh, she's uh, she's been supporting us um, close to a year now. And I was gonna been, say, how many
0: episodes
1: has she been on board? Forty, something like that. So yeah, shout out to Iko. She's been a big part of our our transformation and transition and where where we're, we're, uh, we're still, where we're going. And still on Instagram, we gotta get her on Instagram. Wait, um, didn't she she, create she one? created one? But we gotta get her get her posting because she she knows her stuff. You think she
0: would answer if we call?
1: Nah, probably not. No. Nah. Did Coach Bill ever call you back? Uh, of course not. No, he's he's just an awful, awful friend. He said um, we're, we're at, He's out of our price range. Yeah. Much. So
0: it's pretty, pretty wow. disrespectful, but not surprised coming from him. Um, uh-uh. But we're still gonna we're gonna work at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta do maybe we gotta do another hundred,
1: get another sponsor, and I don't we'll know, man. Get we, we only had uh, what Steph Curry on, and yeah, we've had some pretty Miles Williams, Miley Cox.
0: Yeah. For free. So yeah, we, we had a I mean Mo's a millionaire. And it was free. So.
1: Sebastian, we got we got champions thing.
0: We got champions, yeah, yeah. you know, Elijah, yeah, Elijah and a, Brian, yeah, NBA Elijah final championship. Yeah. Um
1: Zora, Stevenson, you know, on TV every She day.
0: literally just was in the soundbite, beginning of the of the beat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the I, on I, here, bruh. Yeah, on, I, I, I digress. Yeah, um, Blair, Marcus. You know, Mr. Cloggin' himself. So, I don't know, man. That's, we'll see. We'll on see. On a brighter note, all right? And we can document this, Nico. We, we have the footage to prove it. 100 episodes and My beard's getting fuller. You feel what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all see the beard <laughs> in the cliff now? Hold on. Yeah. Y'all see the beard? I didn't have this on the get, side it, either. It's, it's getting darker. You, you feel what I'm saying? Uh, it still hasn't connected, but we're getting there. But you can tell... And then I put the, you know, I put the the beard balm in that joint. I got the comb now, so the BDBs ain't there no more. I actually had the BDBs right here. <laughs> I got knocking combed in the joint. you feel what I'm saying? That junk hurt, don't it? That's what the that's what the <laughs> balm was for. Okay, He's trying to go. on I me. Mean, because when you comb it <laughs> out, you know the little. Yeah, well, you know, right, I, right here though is all, Af- it's still all African right here in the bottom. I got it you know what i'm saying what right here I look, the mustache is cool i need the like, mustache. <laughs> the goatee cool though like the goatee looking good i, I need 200 look. more man
0: to, to get to to y'all's point we'll see if that happens yeah
1: by by end of 2023 it's it's gonna be it's gonna be close man i'm, I'm speaking that into existence um so yeah yeah uh had to had to say that all right let's get some quick hitters out the way um man, blockbuster trade this past weekend with Kyrie Irving going to the Mavs. Sure.
0: Um
1: Which is it, like, you know, you heard rumors, I think even this summer when he requested a trade that the Mavs were one of his destinations, but I don't I mean, know, no I one, one really goes to, to, to the me. Mavs. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't expecting that. And like always, the Lakers are always in the conversation for every <laughs> superstar, but... We put together the worst trade packages, or we've already spent two billion dollars on role players who never produce uh, the way they did at, at other places. So, uh, got our hopes up again. Apparently, Brian Windhorst, who's LeBron's like personal publicist or journalist, is journal- he still though? Journalist. I feel was, like he's not as active as he used to be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he still is. I mean, yeah. But uh, he said that there's still a chance the Lakers get Kyrie. At this point man he uh, said that I mean, today yeah yeah I, I have to look at the video I think it, I think he may have been in the summer but we'll see man at this point at well day, from a from a basketball standpoint do you think it's gonna work him and him and Luca depends on what you define as work um,
0: championship. championship. Shout out to my yes. boy Ryan
1: Shiner he was like this could either be really good or really bad and I was like well what's really good championship, championship? like winning a championship or is it getting there, or is it, I mean, Kyrie has won one playoff game, I think, no, series, maybe it was series, but the, in the three years, Kyrie, uh, KD, and James Harden have been with the Nets, they've they won one playoff series, so.
0: Well, uh, hold on, since, since he left LeBron? I mean, that's, that's a I mean, fact. He, he, I mean, it's a fact, though, right? Did he?
1: Did he go on? No, season? it's not. He 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 played in Boston. He played in Boston, but did he
0: win a playoff series? I
1: don't, honestly, I, I don't, don't
0: remember. So. Um, he played. Of course, uh, uh, of course, I don't remember. From, I don't. I really remember don't remember his, his Boston stint
1: like that. But you have to play.
0: Actually, I think he was hurt, so I don't. I don't. I mean, he was look, he I, was I, they actually um, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Hurt. <laughs>
1: So technically
0: yeah I don't think he's won yeah. since uh he he left LeBron but it's not about LeBron. Is it not about <laughs> LeBron? <laughs> but it'll be yeah, it'll I be see. like LeBron in the next equipment.
1: Okay? Yeah, uh, I mean I don't I, I don't see them I don't see them getting to I don't I, you know I don't see them getting to the conference finals, let alone the championship.
0: The West Plus is stacked. Yeah. yeah, the
1: West is different and They lost some key It takes time. Yeah, yeah. And it takes time to gel. Like, you don't just throw talent together and then, oh, this is going to work. They also have, i seen this stat, um, like 30 minutes ago. Uh, they're top, they're both top 10 in isolation plays. So, in the playoffs, we know defense steps up, right? You don't get as many calls, um. And here's my big thing with with any Kyrie team. It it actually confirms what you're saying. He's not a leader. Right? Um, Yeah. He's not a leader. And why him and LeBron worked so well is all he had to focus on was was basketball. Um, Kevin Durant isn't your traditional leader. Um, Neither is James Harden. So that's that's why they didn't go as far as they should have outside of injuries. Luca isn't really a, a leader, in my opinion. Not not the type that uh that Kyrie would need, right? Kyrie needs somebody who will check him. Um, and that he, you know, uh, I'm trying to kind of explain it. That he that someone who, who who is at a level past where he thinks he is. And Luca and him will be really good friends. Like, they'll get along. I have no doubt about that. Um, they're going to have a lot of highlight plays. But they lost their – probably their – arguably their best 3 and D guy, the, the wing defender. Dorian Defends, Smith. Yeah, he can – shout out to Doran Finney Smith, Portion of Virginia. You know what I'm saying? VA, you already know who it is. Um, he can guard pretty much every position. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, who um, – you know, can play that off the ball or on the ball roll. So, um, I think the Nets won the trade, in my opinion, based off of what they got back. Um, and you know, I just don't, I don't think Kyrie is going to be the one that that propels them into into finals contention because uh, he's a smaller guard. He he gets injured a lot throughout his throughout his uh, his career. And to me, they needed a a a, a wing who is more of a uh, complete two-way, which I don't I hate that term, but you get what I'm saying, two-way player. So what are your thoughts on, uh, on how this will work?
0: Yeah, I mean, what it, what it comes down to for me is the pieces around Kyrie and Luka. So you got Bertans, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., JaVale McGee, Markeith Morris, who was a part of that trade, the White Powell, Christian Wood. So, and then you couple that with two dominant. I mean, they're essentially, you know, identical players as far as, you know, their scoring ability. They take a lot of dribbles to score. Um, Kyrie's not really a facilitator coming off the ball screen. And I think Luka... Luca and James Harden have very similar games. If you look at how they play, yeah, a lot of it is we're gonna watch Luka do his thing. He has to make a play, kick out for threes, and like you said, and in, in play come playoff time. That just puts more pressure on the Tim Hardaway Juniors, the you know Christian Woods, uh, Reggie, for them to make these shots. Yeah, and. The most important part that you touched on was the leadership part. You got Luca, who's a rising star. Um, he's still learning how to become a leader. Kyrie, I think he'll be respected on the team, but you know, ultimately, I don't, I don't think he can lead a team, especially at you know his position, and dominate the game both ends like someone like LeBron or a Kawhi. Um, and, only, and only name those two guys because they can do that on both ends. Not so, not so much LeBron now, but in past. You could right? arguably
1: say now, you know, Tatum, Tatum and Brown are getting
0: there. Tatum and Brown are getting there. Yeah. But again, those guys can defend and they can guard multiple positions, right? The Warriors are different because they have a system that has been proven – to work obviously they have the best shooter of all time and you could argue second best shooter in clay Stephanie clay um <clears throat> so i'm excited to watch all in all like yeah, it'll be fun yeah, to watch it'll yeah, be entertaining sure. but if their goal is to win a championship with this roster i don't see it happening in an already stacked western yeah. conference
1: yeah i mean christian wood is gonna have to play out of his mind in my opinion He's their third best player. So, he's going to have to play out of his mind. Um, we've seen weird stuff happen, happen with the Mavs. See, they made it to the Western, 2006. They made it to the Western to Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Um, Luka was going stupid, though. And he, he can... He, can, he can do that. He can do like, that, but... Yeah, it's, it's going to be different because, like you said, you know, he... he he has similarity to LeBron in how the offense flows through him in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of guys standing waiting for either Luka to score or, or for, for a kick out. Um, so I see Harden, Harden from a face-up one-on-one game, yeah, but from, like, in the post, because he posts up a lot. He's kind of like Bron. Who, Luka? Yeah, yeah, because he does a lot of those cross-court, you know, Passes to the corner. The yeah, to a, to a certain extent. Um, and again, if you watch, you know, my main knock on 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 the way that LeBron affects the team is guys have to guys who aren't used to standing around waiting for shots have to stand around waiting for shots. Um, and uh, you know, I feel like with Kyrie, Kyrie isn't a he can catch and shoot, he can do it all, but somebody's gonna have to to give and it'll take time, which I which is why I don't think they'll they'll figure it out. Um and I don't see him staying there after this season. Who? Curry? Yeah, I don't see him staying there. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't see it either so, I think uh, I think at some point he goes back to play with LeBron. Um I don't know how that would happen, but I feel like at some point it could happen.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean he should go to LA, in my opinion. Um
0: It'll be interesting man. It'll be very interesting. Like and then the Nets, you are not really talking about what they're gonna look like. I mean, this kid Cam Thomas is like going crazy. The Nets are gonna be all right. Katie gets back. I I think yeah, it'll it'll be fun mm-hmm. to see them because he can we'll really get to see him as a leader, get to see these young guys. And there's still talent there. Yeah, for sure. Um and I I like Jock Vaughn, man. I think he's a great coach. I feel like he's he's built a good good culture there that they're they're following suit, so there's no distractions anymore. No distractions, Steve Nash, and you could you could tell that. Like, I heard him. I heard a a, a blurb on you know the whole Kyrie thing, and you could tell that it's like all right. Now we can just focus on basketball, like no more the Kyrie and the stuff off the court. So, they will be they will be a good uh, good solid team. Obviously, not a championship team,
1: but. Yeah, my, they'll be they'll be solid to watch. My preseason championship picks are, are definitely done. Warrior picks again? Clippers, Nets. Yeah, yeah, no chance.
0: The Clippers. I mean, I don't know.
1: Kawhi is he aging? He just it doesn't I, seem. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen a guy play consistently <laughs> in like three years. I, For real? Who knows. After he won, I joined in Toronto. Yeah, who, who knows? He
0: was like, yeah. I'm... He's got three wings? Three rings? Two? Two.
1: One in San Antonio. I thought he had two. He should have three. But freaking Ray Allen hit that shot. <laughs> right. Speaking of that, uh, he got LeBron. I got LeBron. Saved LeBron. and <laughs> Got him a ring. Um, does LeBron break the record tonight? He needs 36 points against the Thunder.
0: The yeah, Thunder I mean, right? it'll, it's, it'll be interesting because... When the episode comes out, it'll be Thursday. So, yeah, we'll see. And I think they played Thursday too. Um, they play the Thunder. They're not a great defensive team. It's in LA, right?
1: It's in LA. It's in LA. I Old mean, it would it would be his whole family already there. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's a whole like I mean, dude got an outfit for it. OD media credentials. The media. It. Uh, it's fun, right? Like this is this is historic. Like I could argue that no one thought this record would probably ever be broken, you know, like, cause Kareem was just different. Um, but to answer your question, no, I feel like that's a lot of, it's just too much. Like if it were me, I wouldn't even want all this attention for it. Um, obviously it's, it's, it's the league, right, and it's good for the league and it's entertaining. But I think just with all this buildup, it's just like, nah, it's not gonna happen. Like break it on Thursday. It'll, all we'll need is like 15 points, and then all right, then it's all star break. I think he's
1: gonna do it. You think it will? Yeah, he's gonna he get
0: all been. the. He's gonna get
1: the shot attempts to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be like a close game, and I feel like. He's a game winner or something. I don't know. It'll be, uh, he's going to. Well, you got to predict the future. He's, he's, he's going to hit a clutch bucket. And his 36 points is going to be a clutch bucket. Yeah. Um, I got to say this because as a, a big-time Kobe fan, it bothers me. And, and it's just like, all right, man, let let LeBron have his moment. Cam Thomas got uh, interviewed yesterday. And they are like, you're uh, like I saw the that. third, you know, player. Uh, or the, the youngest player third youngest player to have back-to-back 40-point games next to LeBron was like well more of a Kobe guy you know if we I would have been happier if he said it was Kobe but you know like, you know basically it's like why why even say that and then i seen a, a post I don't know how true it is Victor Womanyama, whatever his last name is was like yeah I think about Kobe every day <laughs> Can we can we like can we can we stop the Kobe cap, please? Can we stop riding? Can we start riding dude dude's death? Like, I get it. He's an all time great, but a lot of this is 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 for attention. Um, and let LeBron have his moment, man. You know what I'm saying? Like like come on, man. Like we don't have to. Well, I mean, it's part of part of it Kobe, and and like. The whole Cam time, Cam, I'm like, come on, dude.
0: But this, that's just, 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 just
1: that's just what, like, f-
0: the media and just, I don't know who created it, but people have created a rival between Kobe and LeBron. When
1: they that makes rivals. no
0: sense. They, were, they weren't even rivals, really. You know, and that's just like what, and I'm assuming Cam was a, he's probably a Kobe fan. Like, yeah, a big-time Kobe fan. He had a Kobe shirt on. Yeah, so, like... Uh, yeah. That's just been that's just been the the story and what's been created. But I don't know who. When Kobe and LeBron are like great friends, they were great friends. They would have been great teammates together if they played. You know, in the NBA, obviously they played USA basketball. But now I'm with you, man. Like it's people. Granted, like he has his, you know certain antics that LeBron does, whatever, but. People are going to take him for granted, man. Like, People are going to take him for granted. We'll never see anything like this. Um, that, that for him, his, to, his reaction
1: when he got fouled. And that was a clear foul against the Celtics. But I've never seen anything like that in my life.
0: I mean, I would have been pissed too, dog. I can't even fake. I would have been pissed too. Like, but throw a chair or something, dog.
1: <laughs> I would have been pissed too. Throw a chair. This man... Nah, all right. I'll stop. But it was... Uh, <laughs> Even LeBron fans are like, alright man, that's that's too much. Yeah. That's too much.
0: But I mean, I, I'm sure it was just like, Yeah, I'm tired of getting hacked and not getting calls.
1: No, I get it. I I agree. I even before I became, you know, more objective <laughs> to LeBron, I always said like he doesn't get he gets ref differently. But because yeah, he he doesn't look like he gets affected. Shout out to LeBron, man, that's good time. At some point he's gonna break it, so that's yeah. It yeah, yeah, I it'll be tonight. <laughs> Who's gonna guard him? I, I know like one Lou Gin's Dor Dorby strapping Lou Lou Dorby strapping. I don't know if he's playing, but um,
0: if I'm a if I'm a teammate, like he's getting the ball every time. Yeah, I'm definitely. Like, yo, ready. but it's because it's, it's more to like yo, let's just get this out the way, like break the joint and then. Then we're good. Because that, we're honestly, it,
1: it may, I was going to say, it may, it may, you know, kickstart them after the, uh, be, catapult them after the All-Star break. Because that narrative's over and they can just hoop. But um, a couple main topics. This was um, something that was sent to me by Nick Bush. So, shout out to Nick Bush. Long time uh, member of the Clocking Fam, going all the way back to the beginning. And... uh it was a clip about a guy talking about the, the state of youth basketball and how it's affected um, the low-income community. Um, and he, he asked the question, are low-income Hoopers being priced out of the game? And I thought it was very interesting because um, I never really thought of it that way. But now that I'm kind of you know thinking about where the state of the game is, It's definitely, um, I think, true, right? Because these days, there aren't really rec leagues, like good rec leagues, where, you know, it's run by the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club, the community centers, the rec centers. Um, There are house leagues, at least in this area, Um, but as far as, like, grown men who are... We know the game number one, but are passionate about mentoring kids, you know, being in these low income communities and, and you know being that 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 constant voice and teacher of life, not just basketball. That I don't feel like that's there anymore. And I think that AAU has kind of pushed those types of people towards AAU because there's money. Um and then, you know, obviously AAU is a very expensive you know, it's a, it's a, it's an expensive thing to to be a part of, right? And um, it's just interesting because back in the day, you know, when a college coach was recruiting a player, he went to the inner city because they had the best hoopers, right? He, kids got scholarships, you know, all playing off the playground. No, for real. Like that's not, and it's no exaggeration. So. um what are your thoughts, man? I mean, I, I know um, we kind of were in the era where AAU started to like take off, but it wasn't where it was today. So, when to get your thoughts on? No, I think you know, the state of basketball and how it's affecting low income. You know, and it's not just black people because I know people were out went the school and who live in the country. You know, blue collar white, you know white white people that. Um, Know, it, it, they, you know, they, there aren't that many AAU teams in those areas, right? So, yeah.
0: no, I, I, um, I think there's a lot of validity to it. I think, you know, like you said, the AAU business, it's a real business, and there's a lot of money involved. And then also, you know, the game is is it's it's more popular than it's ever been, right? So you get you know, these kids that are interested in playing. And we've talked about this too, right? And then you also get these parents who want their kid to succeed or they want, you know, uh, to have that 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 feeling of living vicariously through their kid, right? So they create an au team and it's not meant to because I don't know if people don't Realize this, but AAU is, a, is not, it's a non-profit. So it would serve to help these kids be more active, you know, establish uh, teamwork, hard work, all that type of stuff. But that we've gotten away from that. and So now it's, it's really about, okay, how can my kid benefit to get a scholarship or to get a shoe deal, now NIL deal? So I would say that the, the purity of what the actual mission is for AAU, that's going out the window. Um, and I think another point I would, I would also add is, I mean, these kids are different, man. It's a different era. They have more distractions. 100%. Way more distractions than what we had, right? When our parents were, were tired of us, you know, we were getting on the nerves, go outside. We'd go outside and we'd go play basketball we'd play football or baseball now it's go to your room here's your ipad here's your tablet so i think we also have also have to factor in that point of it's a different kid there's different distractions now and you know the whole um you know like we talked about community centers like i don't think kids do that anymore i don't think kids go out to just go hoop right like now it's alright, we're gonna get on we're gonna get on the Xbox or we're gonna go somewhere and just watch TikTok videos all day. So there's a lot of factors to it. Obviously AAU is expensive, man, and in order for kids to get the exposure that AAU brings, you gotta play on a travel team. What does that mean for a parent? That means there's fees to actually play on the team. Got to buy jerseys, shoes, gas, hotels, food when you're traveling. I mean, there's so many different factors to it. So yeah, the game is kind of priced out, I think, a demographic that people um, that you know, used to be able to access, they can't anymore. So that's where like, people like us um, and, and other community leaders, like we got to do more to help one introduce the game, and two, let them know that there's a lot of opportunity in this sport, whether it's playing, the relationships that you get with it, but most importantly, the lessons. So, we got to do more, man. Um, I know with our with our company, like we, I'm I'm talking to some nonprofits about how we can, you know, help collaborate and uh, help some of these low income families and student athletes to to give them the opportunities that someone else you know might not have so um a lot of work to be done but again i i'll leave with this we gotta we gotta live up to the mission of what aau basketball is supposed to be and i don't think we're at that point anymore This podcast is being brought to you by Ico Underwood with Arista Real Estate. Ico is a Virginia native, Marine veteran, and a real estate professional who recognizes and values the trust her clients place in her and strives every day to exceed their expectations. Ico's enthusiastic, can do attitude and caring nature is ideal for identifying each client's desires and skillfully guiding them to fulfill their real estate goals. Whether you're a first time home buyer, Long-time homeowner looking to sell or anything in between, Ico Underwood with Arista Real Estate can help you with your real estate needs.
1: And the thing is, uh, entitlement and money is ruining the game. Pride. Pride. Uh, I was talking to a parent, and it, it wasn't a big deal for them, but to try out it was like thirty-five dollars, right? So you have. 50 kids coming to try out and they got to pay to try out. That wasn't a thing. We never had to pay to try out. We walked in the gym and we tried out. Right? And the parent uh, told me that, that there, out of 50 kids, there weren't that many kids that like, looked like they even knew how to really play the game. Right? Like, AAU's become they a status y thing. Saying I played AAU, like there are kids, and it's like, does yeah. that even
0: carry weight anymore? No,
1: not to me. No, and that's, no, that, that's that the other point even... I was going to make. You brought up AAU is supposed to be the avenue to get exposure. Well, there's more teams, and this is just life. If you have more of something, typically that means the quality isn't as good, right? The less of something, it usually means it's higher quality or more valuable. So, yes, there's more... Opportunities for people to make AAU teams because there's more teams, but a lot of this stuff is a money grab, right? Because yes, it's a nonprofit, but nonprofit just means that you can't make a profit. So you can run an or an AAU organization, and I'm sure there's percentages that that limits you from paying yourself a certain percentage. But I mean, if you're bringing in, you know, fifty k a year in a you know in, in revenue for AAU you could know, pay yourself probably 10 to 20 of that you know and outside of the the the, the, uh, the circuits Nike Under Armour Adidas and there's other ones like, like it was big shots or I don't know but anyways outside of those um you're not really getting that much exposure to be honest with you 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 know you you, you don't see it's like five star like five cool. star basketball camps back in the 80s, 90s, early early 2000s were a big deal. By the time it came for us to be able to go to Five Star, you could just pay to go to Five Star. Before, you had to get invited to go
0: to yeah, Five, Five Star. Yeah, Five
1: Star was like
0: a creme de la creme. Yeah,
1: yeah. But by by the early 2000s, mid-2000s, if you paid the money, you could go to Five Star. Why? Because you can get more kids, right? So, And then there's also a difference between like there's a AAU as an organization, right? I think we, we like we made AAU like synonymous with just traveling outside your area. There's an AAU organization that you have to be like a member of to to play in their tournament. That's not even like a thing anymore. There's I, we could create an A we can create an AAU like you know uh, entity where teams we can host tournaments all over the country so before it was really there's really two organizations yboa and aau does we yboa AAU have, even still exist probably not but yboa was a good bump it yeah. it, it was just as good as aau competition wise aau had been around longer there you know they had tournaments in vegas AAU, they, pro- aau probably had the edge just yeah yeah Top from like from a collective standpoint yeah. the was the top teams in AAU were better than the top yeah. YBOA teams but like top to bottom it was, you know it wasn't, it wasn't that that different um, and then the other thing is you you, you brought up uh, you know dads and these parents starting their own teams right when these dads start their own teams one they can obviously afford to do it because it's not cheap and they already have a network of people that are most likely going to be on the team, right? The kid, same kid I'm talking about. His parent was like, "Yeah." They, at the tryout, they already had they had basically separated the tryout into the kids who were already on the team and the kids who were trying out. And even if you're better than the kids on the team, they're on the team. So it, it's 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 tough for you to say, "All right, well." You know, John, Johnny, I know you've been playing with us for four years, but this other kid's better, so we're off the team. That's not how AAU works. You know what I mean? It's it's become almost more of a social club in a lot of ways than it is about basketball. So as far as, you know, what we can do and what people can do, um, this is an interesting uh, concept that I was speaking to uh, Fairfax County I think Parks and Recs. I don't think that's neighborhood community service. I think NCS. I think is the organization. Um, I was talking to them about this about this this past fall. So in Fairfax County, there's a bunch of community centers, right? And there are kids who are interested in basketball or play basketball, but they didn't make the the middle school travel team or uh, or the high school team. So they want they wanted to start a league uh, specifically for these kids. And I'm all for it um, because there are a lot of kids who can play who just, maybe they have, you know, behavioral issues um, or they just need to develop more or whatever the case is that playing the game will keep them out of trouble. It'll build relationships with people like us. Um, and we have to get back to community-based uh, just things in general, not just basketball, but in, in relation to this, um, I talked about this last week. A lot of us trainers are, are in the business because we do like the game and, and we do love the game, we do want to help players, but some of us may have to, to sacrifice some of that to, to get into the community. Um, and I'm willing to do that, you know what I mean? If If that's where God calls me to be, because... I, at this point, I'm more about impact, right? And I believe if you make an impact, the money will come. And if it doesn't, it's the impact that you, you money comes and goes, man. The impact lasts because they can impact somebody and they can impact somebody. So um, yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting topic. I didn't really think about it until today, um, but you know, if you are a, a if you if you come from a, a low income family. Right, or you're you know a parent who can't afford AAU. You don't have to to go that route, right? Um, and the last thing I'll say um, from a training perspective, um, I know that we're that we're trainers and run a business, but um, most of these families, the families that really need the training, they can't afford it. Like the kids who actually have potential. Uh, and, and 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 you know, need someone to not just teach them basketball but life things. A lot of them can't afford it, and then we have a lot of entitled kids who probably aren't going to go far, who can't afford it, and uh, go far in the game. And, basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not, not, not life. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're so not going <laughs> to. A lot of these kids may not even make varsity. Well, most aren't going to go to college, and I have no problem working with these kids, but. From a like Impact perspective It's like right. I want to I'd rather have a hungry kid And we figure out You know I'll give you an example I told a mom I said look uh, You know Because money Is is a challenge She's single mom She's a single mom And I was like Look If that's an issue Have have them come here On Saturdays when When we do our classes Have them help out You know We can do A barter system Something like that so um speaking of, of parents, this is this is something that I <laughs> it's funny, man, because I think people underestimate all the aspects that goes into a player's performance. Right? What do most people look at? Um their their skills and um and coaching typically, right? Do they have the skill set and do they have good coaching? That's important, right? But here's something that I Want to throw out there because I think a lot of Trainers and coaches and even like teachers Will will agree with this A lot of y'all parents Want us to fix things that y'all need To freaking fix at home I, I I can I can get your kid All my Brothers and I we can get your kid Ready to play ready to perform At a high level We've done it plenty of times, right? From a skills perspective, teaching in the game, all that. But what's your home environment like? Because they're with you all the time. They're with us for an hour a week maybe, right? So we can't – if there's things going on at home um, that are affecting that, that, that player's mentality, their confidence um, – them wanting to, to to even play the game, there's literally nothing we can do. Right? Now, depending on the relationship that we have with the parent, like there's there's a couple parents, like I can have that conversation with them. Like, hey, I think I think he or she is struggling with inconsistency because they're worried about making a mistake in front of you. And they and they feel like they have to be perfect because every time that kid does something right, he's looking over at you, and every time they do something that they think is wrong, they're looking over at you. To the point where I have to tell the kid, yo, stop looking at your parents.
0: Another big one is the the confidence thing. Like it's hard for me to teach you teach a kid confidence. Right? So the way I look at it is, well, are they putting in the work? To, to build that confidence, or do they actually want to play the game? Like, do they want to get better? That's Those are literally the two things that I'll ask parents. Like, or I'll ask a kid. Like, hey, do you even want to play? Like, do you want to play high school? Do you want to play in college? Uh, yeah. That's not the answer. Right. Or what's okay. your goal? Yeah. Like, what what's your
1: end goal with basketball? Uh, I don't
0: know. So... And, yeah, we can help build confidence to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, with confidence comes the ability to take chances and risk certain things, right, on the basketball court. So Damian Lilly, for example, this dude literally hit like a half-court shot. Like it was dang near a half-court shot. Do you think he's not a confident person? to shoot that shot. No, he's a confident He's confident in that shot because he practices it, he practices it. He puts in the work for it, but he's actually taking the shot. Like you have to take chances, guys. And in, in order for someone to build confidence, you gotta take a chance. We talked about this last week. Like I was afraid, I've told this story before, I was afraid to dunk in game In practice, easy, boom. Warm-ups, boom. But in college, like, I was afraid I was going to miss a layup or, you know, I didn't have the legs to do it. So I would just, I would literally go up and just float it right over the room. All I had to do was change my hand, flip it, and dunk it. I wasn't confident in, in that specific, you know, skill or whatever. But it got to a certain point where I was like, man... Like I gotta just try this, so I did it. The first, my first in-game dunk was in a men's league, YMCA. Banged it, and it's like, oh okay, another men's league. Then like any open break, I'm just two hand. Huh. I get to uh, a pro training camp, and and I, I don't I don't know if I was on the verge of not making the team. I think I was fine, but. The selling point for me making that team, and it's, I think it's on my Instagram, or if not, I post it, I got a tip dunk that I'd never, this is my first time ever getting a tip dunk. Yeah. And why? I took a chance. Like, as a guard, I, I'm not really supposed to, to, you know, go in for a rebound off, off an offensive uh, rebound. I'm like, you know what, man, like, I'm, I'm going to take a chance bang fast forward to the last game of the season um playoff getting now nah, potential to get into the playoffs kid goes up for a shot what did i do i dive in tip dunk so again at some point if you want to build confidence you got to say you know what like i'm just going to take a chance and do it no one on a little rant there but yeah. yeah, they asked us to do all this stuff, but it's like, okay, at some point, man, like, I can't
1: play for you. Yeah, but, and, and some of it is, I can speak from experience, some of it is, is just home environment and and what is happening during the game. Like, there's a lot of things that that people don't look at, right? A kid can be confident in workouts, even in practice, but in the game, you know what's happening? Their dad, their brother, whoever is yelling, Go do this. Box out. Shoot it. Shoot. And 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 and. All right, Um, Nick. Eric, if you're making a beat, right, and there's someone saying, "Hit that." No, hit that. Press. Are you? What are you gonna say? Shut up. (laughs) Are you gonna be able to? Are you gonna be able to perform at a high level, Nico? Trying to keep working. Yeah, but it's gonna it's 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 gonna affect you, especially let's say early on in your beat making, right? Like you're 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 just getting your feet wet, getting trying to get your confidence up, and someone who, you know, you respect is, hey, you know, do that, do that, or you're DJing and you're in the middle, of you DJing. That's a better example. In the middle, you DJing. Yeah. Someone's telling you, hey, spin it, go to play that record, spin that, spin that. Nico, hit that. You know, get that shot. Take a picture there. You you can't even think. So a lot of you parents, siblings, whatever, you guys need to just shut up. Even if you know the game, just just be quiet. Like. Let your kid, and that's why a lot of these kids don't take chances because they're being told one thing by the coach, one thing by their dad or mom, no, and then know, they, and, the, and then they see something that's yeah. happening, so they're like, why? And then basketball, it's literally it's milliseconds, it's milliseconds. So if you if a kid sees something, and then you and then the and sometimes it's the coach, but let's say you're a parent, and you're like, "Attack!" When he saw that someone was open, and or she saw someone was open, they're about to throw it, but you told them to attack. Then they're like, yeah. "So, so a, yeah, a you, 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 there's, have
0: there's, there's an appropriate time for feedback. Yeah, and and don't and it, don't it, do it during the, like honestly for me, man. As a parent, I'm not saying anything during the game. Yeah, and, and here because I'm not. If I'm not your coach, I'm not saying anything.
1: And, and here's the thing, and again, this is it's happened to me, right? Um, and I can tell. This happened to a, a, a kid who um, who I train, right? <laughs> I go to his game, and uh, they end up losing or whatever, um, you know. And it's just him, his mom, and I at the game. Like, hey man, what do you think you did well? Well, I think I did this, but then I did this wrong. I did. I said, oh, I didn't ask you what you did wrong. What did you do well? And this happens all the time. You know where, and you know where that probably comes from. What's happening at home? What's happening in the car ride after games? What's happening in the car ride to a game? Parents, siblings, whatever, right? At the end of the day, don't give... And if, it, if it's effort and attitude, all 100% say something, right? If, if it's about performance and all these other things... Don't even say anything unless they ask for it. You don't need like that. That that here's the thing, and and I see this all the time. A lot of these kids feel like they let you down already, and if they don't feel, if you don't make them feel like they're loved, whether they win, lose, have zero points, fifty points, then they're never gonna perform at a high level. They need to know, look, man, or look, girl, I don't care if you have fifty points, zero points. Our, this is what our last name represents. You're going to give full effort. You're going to be coachable. You're going to have a good attitude. You're going to uplift your teammates. You're going to be respectful to the rest. All right? Those are the things I want you to focus on. Okay? Everything. If, if you do those things, I'm proud of you. Right? I love you regardless. I want you to perform the best of your ability. But the way that I'm going to treat you is not going to be based on your performance. And a lot of you guys treat your kids differently when they don't perform well versus when they do perform well yeah and i'll
0: jump in here um yeah you said it because we know man as players like the first thing you think about is like for me like man i miss those free throws right which is fine you can be you can be your own critic right but on the parent side again like you said you got to uplift these kids man you got to point out what they did well like I, i saw talking about LeBron, but this was a great parenting lesson. Uh, this was when uh, the kid Bryce was younger, and I think he may have missed a few shots or whatever, but LeBron, he sat him down and said, hey, look, man, but that rebound that you got, the steal that led to that bucket, like, that was awesome. Like so, an outlet pass or something? Yeah, like, like, like just small stuff. And to hear that from arguably the greatest player ever. your dad. Like yeah, exactly. Like it's like, and he probably doesn't think about that at the time because it's just his dad. But looking back on that, he's gonna be like, "Man, like I had that encouragement from him, like that, that's huge, man." Um, and just just another kind of into that point, talking about parents like coaching during the game. Like I just have to say this, I don't know where this, I don't know where this started from, but telling your kid. Or players on that team to follow your shot after every shot is the dumbest thing you could ever say. Like we, like whoever, like I don't know who invented that because we used to get that when we were younger. It yeah. makes absolutely no sense. I think it means to like just go to the paint to rebound. That's not smart, if you, especially if you're the guard. Because if you're the guard, yeah. yeah, if you're if you're shooting it. You're shooting to make it, right? I'm not just gonna shoot the ball just to shoot it. Yeah, so it's a mentality. So I'm gonna shoot the ball, and I'm gonna enjoy the shot, like our brother Walter says, to watch it go in. I'm not shooting. Oh, I might miss it. No, it's a mentality thing. And even but then also positioning, from positioning, yeah, and then exactly from a positioning standpoint. Say you're at the top of the key. If I shoot it. And I followed my shot. Then there's nobody as a safety. So we get a, if the, 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 the defense gets a rebound, now there's nobody guarding the other end of the basket.
1: Easy outlet layup. Yeah, so Some of you guys just don't know what you're talking about.
0: So it's stop saying you know, see, follow your so you shot. No, that's not
1: smart. You need, you need to just be quiet. Now
0: there's certain instances where the ball might be short. But as a shooter, you can feel that. And there might be an open lane to where you can get the ball back. So I just, I just had to say that. Yeah, and like, I, and stop saying follow your shot. And a lot of parents. Enjoy the shot.
1: Yeah. And, and a lot of parents. Clip that up, me. You guys are wasting money. <laughs> you know why you're wasting money? Because we go through an hour, you go through an hour workout with us, right? And then you go home and then try to teach your kid whatever you're trying to teach them right and it's like why are you paying me to to train your player your your, your kid if you're going to go home and reinforce bad habits or try to teach some things that don't really make sense because you want to feel involved and that's the other thing especially dads a lot of y'all want to feel like you're responsible for where your kid is, is going and uh it doesn't matter who's responsible the biggest thing I could ask my dad, my dad, every now and then, we, you know, he'd take us to the court. And, uh, you know, the main thing he would tell us is, like, work on your left hand, right? That's kind of generic <laughs> advice. It's good advice. But he knew his lane. He knew his lane. Now all of y'all don't have the luxury of having four boys and, and you know, sons that could take that 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 baton from you. But also, my dad wasn't a, he didn't play organized basketball like that. He was athletic. He played the game. He knew, he knows a lot about the game. But he pushed us to the experts. And then he, and then he was quiet.
0: Which were our, our brothers. <laughs> yeah. He let so. them. And if you think about it, because as a dad, he could have had dominion over us and like our development, but he let someone like Walter, who had natural leadership abilities, lead us. And now look where Walter is now. And He's a two-time state championship coach because he doesn't have he didn't have an ego. And I don't know if he even like knew what he was doing at that time, but
1: it worked out he, for Walt. He, he recognized the gift. So last thing I'll say on this topic is, everybody—the coach, the parent, the trainer, the player—because we're not letting the player off the hook, right? Everyone needs to look within themselves and ask themselves, are they doing their part to the best of their ability? Right? Because if we don't, if we can't evaluate all of those factors, then we're not going to know the root cause as to why that player isn't performing well in the game. That's just, that's that's just, that's just, that's just what it is, right? Because a lot of people blame the coaching when it's really you as a parent. Right? Some people blame the parent when sometimes it's the trainer teaching them things that they'll never do in the game, right? So player performance is, is, is a lot more complicated. In-game player performance is a lot more complicated than than people make it seem, right? It, there's a lot of factors, and as I'm really speaking to the parents. Um, you all have to make sure that you're creating a home environment that is conducive for them to perform because in a very, there's, there's, there's rare cases where there are, people who aren't confident in general who end up being a very confident basketball player. There's some cases where people can kind of create their own identity or whatever. We've talked about having alter ego or whatever. But if your kid isn't confident as a human being, it's going to be tough for them to be confident in, 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 in a sport. And as a parent, you play a part in a lot of that. So, um, I got,
0: hold on. I gotta, I, I, I have to talk about this. Um, And I tweeted it, posted on Instagram. In relation to the parent thing, so I'm at a JV, JV basketball game. Um, It's JV basketball, and this is where I was hearing the follow your shot. So I'm just like absorbing all this, and I wasn't saying much. I had Ryder there, so like dealing with him. But end of the game, the team is losing. they're about to lose, and this kid gets a rebound, maybe gets fouled, the ref doesn't call it. And he literally says to the ref in his face, You're an idiot. Boom, tech, technical foul. And I didn't realize it was the kid's mom who was sitting in front of me at the time, but I realized after the game. And I overhear her say, Well, He's not lying. And I just I'm sitting here like, wait, what? Like, you you're okay with that kid saying to a grown man who is and here's another thing. I don't know if people understand this. There's a shortage of referees globally in basketball right now. So that's one thing you have to take into account. But you're okay with a player saying that to a grown man, to a referee, calling him an idiot and getting a technical foul? Because you're representing, that kid is representing not only himself, your family, the school, and his teammates. Yeah and you're okay with
1: that. Yeah, that, that I was going to say that's that's the other end of the spectrum where not the parent that's too hard but the parent that enables these kids and <clears> nothing <throat> they do is wrong is always I would never train fault. I would I
0: wouldn't train that it's kid. It's the
1: coach's fault. It's Oh yeah, no, nah, me either. Like I've and it's not I've, even I've, it's I'll, not I'll, even I'll, the kid. It's the, it's the parent. Yeah. Cuz you're I'll, training the parents as well. Right. Nah, for, for for sure. And and coaching. I mean, I've told I've asked certain kids who you know, uh, ask the parents. You know how how are they acting at home? Yeah, and because I'm not. If if, if you're disrespectful to, especially someone who's investing in, in you, when again there's low income kids, yeah, who need who it, need it for for bigger for things bigger than basketball, and you're being disrespectful. No, I don't want. But I don't just, want. I don't want anyone. Because guess what? You're representing us now. Yeah. Um,
0: so. Yeah, dude. It's. And that's where I understand why certain, and I'm one of them. Why certain trainers don't want to get into coaching because they don't want to deal with that crap. But let's let's wrap it up, yeah, man. Yeah. We Bron- gotta see Brown break this right. Yeah.
1: So as we wrap up again, this is our hundredth episode. Um, you know, we started out as a as a podcast that. Um, honestly, we just shared with, with whatever was on our heart, and um, people a of, it. A
0: lot of stuff on your heart, I do with uh, these females.
1: <laughs> it's not. <laughs> this isn't time for me to be talking <laughs> about. That, uh, we might, honestly, we might, we, we might have blown up if I was still talking. About. <laughs> for with, real, thought with these podcasts
0: for uh, real. that
1: talk about that stuff now. But, but yeah, I mean, we we talked about whatever we wanted to, and. We but we still wanted to add value, right? Make yeah. you laugh and also add. We did Which add did. value. We transitioned to more of a you know, sports focused podcast, um, and then now you, as you all can see, and if you've been listening this season, um, you know we want to serve a community that's near and dear to our heart and where we can add the most value. And this is where we can add the most value because um, people need to hear this all over the the world of basketball. And, you know, our goal I mean, it'd be cool to be one of the top Basketball-related podcasts But we want to make the biggest impact So I just wanted to thank everyone, man From the social media movement That started all this back in, you know April, May of 2020 um, any, Everyone who used to clock in with us And tag us and tag their friends You know, after you worked out Telling people to clock in um, Thank you to y'all um, Special thank you to, I mean these guys right here, man. Nico, Barry, Eric Jackson. Uh, you know these guys. You know they're not they're not in front of the camera like we are. Um, but I mean, we'd still be in our parents. Uh, yeah our parents our parents baby you know, house. babies
0: crying yeah now we got yeah now
1: there's like seven babies and uh it'd be yeah it would not be a, a high quality yelling um, at somebody you had a microwave having <laughs> going on <off. laughs> yeah it would not be a high quality podcast and you know I'll just be I'll keep it a buck with y'all like these dudes in the beginning they're doing it for free they just wanted to help right they just wanted to help um so big shout out to, to y'all too, man. I mean, y'all were already our brothers, but now you know it's, 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 it's even it's even it's deeper. deeper. Shout it's out cool to Joe Day, it. our yes, sir. guy Double O, uh, Day Day Double O, um, one of the Clock best in. rappers out, and uh, and and Denzel Weaver, aka Zell Angelo, they created Felt our theme fool song. With it, man. They created our theme song. Check yeah, out folk. check out uh, our folk. <laughs> yeah folk. <laughs> check out our YouTube for their uh, their freestyle. Uh, shout out to Andrew and Katie, who, uh, um, sure. the first, uh, the second season, second and third season, uh, they did our social media and our videography. Um, they were a big part of it. Shout out to Brittany Wakeman who created our website. Um, and, uh, it was a big part of, you know, promoting the clocking movement. Shout out to, to coach Wheeling, even though he's, 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 done been, he, he, he's backing up. The, we used his, his businesses, uh, Facility for the first three seasons. Uh, shout out to my dad for letting us, you know, use the church now. And, and for always texting us saying, you know, it was a great episode. Our cousin Marcus. Uh, Hamilton created these, these dope custom joints. Um, all the patrons, our family, uh, every guest, all our clock and MVPs. And just anyone who's liked, supported. Unique uh, Reflections. Unique Reflections, yeah. Shout out to John, Kev, Lou, Phil. Uh, Monty, Doctor Rob, Doctor Rob for the for the barber cap, uh, barbershop series that we had, um, and everyone who just who's, in, who's, who's you know shared, liked, commented, um, just said keep going. We like what y'all are doing. All the love we've gotten, um, man, it, it makes us want to keep doing it. So this is just the beginning, man, and um, we look forward to where this podcast is going. And we need y'all even more. Um, to to grow up the way we want to. So, peace and love to y'all. Yeah, you covered it all. And uh, as always, back in, this video. And just for the new
0: listeners, we usually take uh, like a month break, so we'll we'll do that. We won't be uh, putting out episodes weekly, like we usually do, Um, but obviously on Instagram, stay tuned. You know, we'll have some content. Keep y'all engaged. YouTube, um, And yeah man We, we want to come back fresh and, and ready to go for y'all So Had to make that announcement there But um, Yeah man As always Clock in We appreciate y'all yeah. It's all love baby. Clock in
1: Shout out to mom too can't yeah, forget, can't forget
0: Marvin Evans. Oh shout out to Mom. Shout out to the Ryder tires? Oh yeah, man, yeah, Ace Cedric. We'll be back. we're coming back. Put it working here's the proof what you want I'm making moves punching it I'm on it too I'm in the gym I'm in the stew Where's, hunting season? Where's
1: the food We push each other daily level up cuz that's what brothers do
0: Clock in